Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing? Hey, as we get set for our weekend, we have a set of games left on today, and then the NBA we're going to the All Star break, which is up in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's gonna be a fun ride to get there. Also. Got to talk some college basketball because we are inching closer to Champs Week. We're inching closer to March Madness. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be a fun ride in basketball, you know. It's going to be a fun ride, to say the least. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. But now everything is focused around the game of basketball, which we love, by the way. The game being focused around basketball is what we love to do and what we love to see. So on this particular day, I got a lot to cover today. Just going to have some fun covering all with you today. So to get it started, let's go around the hardwood. All right, let's begin in Phoenix, Arizona, because a couple of things happened in Phoenix, Arizona. First off, before the game, Pister, the Detroit Pistons for slash center, Isaiah Stewart arrested for punching sons for Drew Eubanks. This happened before the game, okay? He was arrested. And he was charged with assault. They released him. They let him go. Uh, but, yo, what is going on here? We 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 getting in fights before game? Like, hours before the game? This is what we doing here? So, I'm pretty sure the league is going to look into it. Isaiah Stewart could be facing a suspension, most likely, because you, you can't be having guys getting in fights before the game. You, you can't have that. that. That's not a good look for the league. So the league's going to do their due diligence. They're going to review it. They probably got video of what happened and all that stuff. And then when they make their final decision, uh, I'm I'm assuring that Isaiah Stewart will probably get suspended for a couple of games and most likely going to get fined a couple of thousand dollars, maybe a couple of tens of thousands of dollars and whatnot because you can't be punching can't be punching your contemporaries before stepping onto the court. You, you can't do that. That's that's just that's just a wrong idea. That's before the game. Five minutes into the game, star Suns guard Devin Booker got tossed. So if I read really like it, it was close to six minutes. Almost half the quarter went off the time. So I think. I think when I read the report, it's like five minutes and 47 seconds into the game, and David Booker got tossed. His first tech came when he was arguing the call that was a that the ref called a foul on him. He was still, I think he was still arguing it during the during the break, and then they tossed him. So he got tossed with seven points. The sun was up one point, 14-13, before he went on to beat the first off Detroit, like everybody else has been doing. A crack this time, but it was interesting. Just interesting to hear that and to know that yo, Devin Booker got tossed halfway through the first quarter. Like, do 
dude. <laughs> dude's out here getting tossed left and right. Who ever thought a star pro a caliber of Devin Booker can get tossed halfway through the first quarter? Nevertheless, like I said, the Suns ain't no winning, so he didn't hurt him too bad and whatnot. But interesting things going down in Phoenix last night. Just saying. A lot of interesting things happening in Phoenix, all right? So just want to get that out there, all right? As we move on, I mean, my buddy V-Lock is in the building. What's up, Victor? Thank you, he says. Shout out to the hottest working super hacker of the broadcasting with succession program. Code name. Playmaker. Appreciate that. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, let's head from Phoenix. Let's stay out. Let's go to the Lakers. You know, the Lakers got a, a nice whirlwind at Utah, you know, beating the Jazz by double digits. And after the game, Anthony Davis said, Lakers establishing identity heading into the second half. He said, uh, Lakers should be a uh, fast paced team. In the tenacious defensive team. Interesting that you say that. Interesting that you put that out there. Because I'm going to hold on to that, Anthony Davis. I'm going to hold on to that because I want to see that fast pace and that tenacious defense that you just talked about after you beating the Jazz in the, in the second half of the season now. Because we all know after All-Star break, we guns blazing towards the playoffs. And then once we get done with our college basketball coverage of March Madness, everybody knows NBA is going to be right in the playoff mode right then and there. So I want to I want to hold on to this moment, okay? Because Anthony Davis said, "Fast paced team and a tenacious defensive team." That's what AD said, not me. Anthony Davis. I'm gonna hold on to that because I want to see you do that. Now I would give Anthony Davis this credit. I would give him this credit. He hasn't missed many games. He has not missed many games. Okay? He does not have that injury that has taken him out at weeks at a time. He hasn't had that injury this year. He's been playing very well. He's been on the court available for most of the season. So I got to give him that. I can't bash the man. He's been on the court. Okay. Now see if I can find it. See how many games he has played. Because he's been on the court. I would give the man his do. He's been on the court. He's been playing. Lakers struggling still, you know. They in the playing spot as we speak right now at 30 wins. But I'm going to give Anthony Davis his credit because he's been on the court. So I like the, I like the, I like this. Can we keep it up for the second half of the season? Just want to let – I want to see this. Now let's go to college basketball. Chris Hopeman fired as Ohio State men's basketball coach. Now, I must say, it is rarity for me because I've been watching college sports and sports periods since I was like, maybe I would say, understand when I fully understand, I can say I was watching since I was like three, but fully understanding sports the way that I do started probably when I was like maybe six. Okay. This is a rarity for me because I like Ohio State. I don't know how to heard Ohio State's name pretty much all season, all right? All season, okay? As I'm going to look at their uh, record right now. I haven't heard about Ohio State all season, which is mind-boggling because when Florida was making their runs and you were talking about Michigan and Wisconsin, 
Purdue somewhat. Ohio State was always in that mix. So to see this, Ohio State is overall oh, wrong sport because they haven't really hurt and they have not been playing well. I think they like, I think they won 10 games. I'm trying to look it up, make sure I got my numbers right. Ohio State is currently 14 and 11 on the season. They are 4 and 10 in the Big Ten. Yeah, a coaching change probably does need to happen. Because that's crazy. They are 0 and 7 on the road. And they are, I should say, if I'm looking at this right. They they suck on the road. They terrible. They they doing all right at home, but eh, it's because consequently, because the sticking in the Big Ten, Jerron Howard got support amongst the eight and seventeen season, which is worse than Ohio State. Ohio State is 14-11, and they fired their coach. And Michigan is eight and seventeen, but they're gonna stick with Jerron Howard. Interesting how that is. Michigan is three and eleven in the Big Ten. Ohio State four and ten in the Big Ten. Both of these big time programs. Matter of fact, Michigan has won their championship in football. Ohio State has already been a name that you already look up in just about almost every sport that you watch. You see, you hear Ohio State's name. These are two big time programs, and they are combined twenty two for twenty eight and seven. 21 in the Big Ten. This is the Ohio State and the Michigan University or University of Michigan. Wow. You know, we see Illinois, they are up and down. Wisconsin, up and down. And Purdue, they're the only three ranked teams in the Big Ten. Northwestern's four. Michigan State's right behind. They're part of our Minnesota, Nebraska. Indiana's down. Maryland's down, Penn State, Iowa's down, Rutgers is down. Wow. I mean, you know, Purdue, if they're on, hard to beat. Illinois, they still trying to find their way. Wisconsin, we don't know what the hell's going on at Wisconsin. Even though they ranked 20, we still don't know what the hell's going on with Wisconsin right now. Michigan State, Tom Izzo is having a Pretty down year, 16-9. It's a lot going on in the Big Ten right now that we haven't figured out yet. And we're halfway in, in February right now, and that's not a good look for the Big Ten. We used to be one of the best conferences in basketball. They haven't down here. That's the men's side. Let's go to the women's side. South Carolina Cardoso back with game cassette to start versus the Volunteers. That is not good for the Lady Vols going into that game. Okay. Because they literally just smacked UConn over the weekend, this past weekend, without Cardoso. They smacked UConn. Now they're getting Cardoso back, and it's going against the Volunteers. Good luck, Lady Volunteers, because this is not going to be pretty. And that game is, I want to say that game is tonight. Yep, tonight, 7 o'clock. Good luck to y'all, because Tennessee ain't been Tennessee since Pat Summit passed away. 
So if we can find a coach that can bring back the Pat Summit days to get Tennessee Volunteers back the way they need to be at, that would be greatly appreciated because it's been different without Tennessee being in a running. Okay. Hey, maybe ask Kenneth Parley when she's done playing ball, does she want to come back and coach Tennessee? Maybe that would get them back to where they need to be too. But outside of that, speaking of Tennessee, you know what could end another news. UConn, Iowa, Louisville, and Tennessee to participate in the Women's Champions Classic. Now, I happen to stun upon this today. That article, however, was released today this morning. And interesting, they are setting up their first ever Women's Classic, like the State Farm Classic for the men's when you have Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, go at it. The ladies are finally getting their set up that way, which I'm happy to hear. For that and it says here yukon louisville iowa and tennessee will take part in the initial women's champions class on december 7th that season the doubleheader will be played at barclay center and shown in prime time on fox the matchup have not been set yet okay quote the women's champions class is the next step in fox and fox sports Long-standing commitment to elevate women's athletics, and we are eager to showcase these student athletes at the highest level in prime time on Fox Broadcast Network. This, this is the executive vice president of Fox Sports, Joy Bazana. He says, alongside our partners at SHNE, the S, the expected participating schools of their and their conferences. We cannot be more excited to bring women's champions classic to college suit fans around the nation. The annual event will feature UConn and including a rotation of other top teams in the country. So unlike the men's, by the way, as we know, you know the four teams, and they all blue bloods, Kentucky, Duke, uh, Michigan State, Kentucky, and uh, Kansas. I did say North Carolina. They should throw North Carolina in there once in a while because they want to talk teams in the league too. So that would be up. But it's nice to see the women get that type of shine now, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be on Fox. So UConn, Iowa, Louisville, and Tennessee. One thing about it, it does kind of circle. We all we all predicting and assuming that Clayton Clark is going to the WBA after this season. So you won't be getting Clayton Clark when you start this women's champions classes. So there'll be no Clayton Clark around. We'll see if Paige Beckers is still there, if Aaliyah Edwards is still there for UConn, uh, Aziah Ford, who is out again with another devastating injury. Uh, we wish her a, a recovery. And then we can see if Tennessee can get back to being Tennessee. That's what we're looking for. Um. What we are, what I want to see is how this is going to get put together. Who's playing who? Because they said the match is not set yet. So who's playing who? Where can we go? And Barclay should be a great starting place for this to see how that goes. So looking forward to that. I hope you all are too. And then with that being said, that will conclude Around the Hardwood. All right, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk some college basketball. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Let me say that one more time, because you know it's true. The Dallas Cowboys 
got exactly what they deserved. Dak Prescott is overrated and he shouldn't be paid, okay? And the same thing with Pollard. I mean, Pollard bro- breaking the tackles at that 57-yard touchdown run. I mean, we needed that beautiful. big time. 33 points in the fourth quarter. Let me say that again. 33 points in the fourth quarter. And that's off of four turnovers committed by the Colts. See, at one point, and the fact that at the end of the third quarter, it was 21 to 19, and the final score was 54 to 19. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is completely unexpected. Cowboys Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. The Playmaking Spot is sponsored by Lids. Locker rooms by Lids. Shop hats and official sports gear at Lids. Lids, the leading and number one destination for hats, gears, and everything that moves you. Make it a perfect shop for fans to find official sports hats, merchandise, and gears. Represent your team, your town, and your style with a snap hat, adjustable, fitted hat, or beanie from thousands of college and professional teams. Browse the very latest jerseys and t-shirts for the best teams out there. Liz has officially licensed professional and college sports teams apparel and hats featuring the hottest brands and trends. Shop online or visit one of the 100 stores across the country. Lock them by Liz. LA Ram fans all over the nation. LA Ram fans all across the world. It took 21 years, but hey, the Rams are Super Bowl champions once again. Down at the Playmaker Silence here, longtime Ram fan, and the host of the RLA Rams podcast called Ramley Talk. On Ramley Talk, I tell you how it is the good, the bad, the indifferent. Coming with straight facts, with war emotion, and authentic viewpoint on the Los Angeles Rams. Don't matter what era you grew up in, it could be the fifth and foursome era, the greatest show on turf era, and of course, the Super Bowl 56 champions that are currently the Rams. You can listen to Ramley Talk on all streaming platforms including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. So subscribe now and get all the content that you can get on the LA Rams. Horns up, Rams house, is LA Rams football. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shooting Lights Out. And as we continue on here, let's dive into some college basketball because, like I said earlier, we are inching closer and closer to Champs Week, which is conference tournament and March Madness. Starting off with the men, we got a lot going on in the men right now. As you can see here, we had some more top teams get dropped by unranked teams and then a big statement in the SEC. As you can see here, those who are watching on Facebook, Twitter slash X, LinkedIn, and YouTube. By the way, whatever you link on, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Okay, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe right now, and get those up. Also, if anybody's wondering what they missing anything, you can also watch the playback or listen to the audio version on all stri- on all podcast directories. Just let you know on that. Now let's dive into it. We have. Now, last time I came up here and I was saying, I said, Kansas looking like the team is letting people know that they still run the Big 12, okay? And I said that after they had a big win at home over Baylor. 
If I were in Gaina following Monday, that Monday night after I did the show, this happened at Lubbock, Texas. Nope, you're not seeing that wrong. Yep. Monday night, Lubbock, Texas, the Red Raiders smash six rank Jayhawks. Smash these boys. Just blitzed them. Had nothing. Bill Self got himself dejected for the first time in his coaching career at Kansas. When I, like I said, the first time ever, Bill Self has been ejected from a game. He got so tired. He didn't want to see no more of it. That's how bad Kansas look at Love and Texas. Now, Bill Self got ejected. Just astonishing how the big tw- I got. See, when I come back after All Star break, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, po- I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna look at the. I guess we can still say Power Five because the fact is still intact. But we're gonna go through. We're gonna look at how the conference of the how all the Power Five conference looking right now, going into conference tournament play. Because I can only imagine how close of a margin everybody is to each other right now. It's just remarkable. Kansas smash Houston. They got past Baylor. Texas Tech smacks Kansas. Iowa State beat all three of them. I mean, up and down, everybody beating everybody in every conference. This is crazy. So, yeah, Kansas took one on the chin. It wasn't pretty. Shot 32% from the field. 17 for 52 was Kansas. 17 for 52. Three for 16 from three-point. That is 18%. Well, you can run to the 19 if you want to. Kansas never led at all. Texas Tech beat them from pillar to post from start to finish. Largest lead was 29. Kansas got beat by 29. So there you go. There you go. So that's one. Two. Just when you thought North Carolina was going to get back on track, Syracuse happened. 86 to 79. It was tied at halftime, and the Syracuse took over. 44 37 in the second half. So I said for the Cues. And they got a big, they got a big win. A big key quad one win for them. And North Carolina got another bad loss on the year. This season is ridiculous and on the inside. <laughs> this season, I keep I'm gonna keep telling you. This basketball season is ridiculous. Anybody can win it. Unless you can knock off UConn and Purdue at the moment, because them two teams seem like they don't know how to lose no more. But yeah, North Carolina struggle. And then the SEC statement. Auburn dropped. No, Auburn whooped. No, Auburn destroyed. Auburn annihilated South Carolina. Do you see this score? Auburn annihilated South Carolina. And South Carolina is ranked 19th in the country. Not 19th, but 11th in the country, my bad. South Carolina ranked 11 in the country, and they got annihilated by Auburn. Just annihilated. That is not wrong. That is the that is from ESPN, ladies and gentlemen. That is the exact score. 101 to 61. They beat them by 40. 40-point 40 ass whooping. The Tigers gave the game cards. 
which is probably the reverse of what the women's is doing to everybody else on the men's side. I mean, doing everybody else on the women's side because Don Staley and the game cards are whooping on everybody. You know what I mean? We went through it last week. We went through it on a couple of shows. But I'm just telling you what South Carolina women are doing. Their men got annihilated by Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers by 40. Look at that. 50 to 28 at halftime. And then they dropped 51 in the second half. These dudes couldn't miss. These dudes could not miss. They shot 61% from the field and 60% from three. That is ridiculous to shoot that higher percentage in the game. They shot plus 60 from the field and three point. And then they shot damn near 90% from the free throw line. They sat here and destroyed these boys. Just destroyed these boys. Rebounds even. Assists is ridiculous. 22 assists from Auburn. They shot the ball like hell. The largest lead South Carolina had was five. Auburn had to, had a lead of 41, and they beat them by 40. Annihilation at its finest took place in the Southeast Conference. Good gracious. Maybe that woke them up because after they got annihilated by Florida, they Bruce Pearl probably got in them boys and said, hey, this is not Auburn basketball that we played down the games, but we need to get back to Auburn basketball. Good Lord have mercy. What a way to you. Number 11 came in there and didn't look like number 11. They looked like number one, 111. And that one. You get beat. you in a ranked match and you get beat by 40. 40. This is a rank for, This is a top 15 matchup. This is a top 15 matchup in the Southeastern Conference. And the higher team got beat by 40. They got beat like there was a Division II team. That's the men's side. Let's go to the women's side because there's a, there's, a, there's a game I need to talk about on the women's side because Iowa State. Ains, something about Ains, Iowa and the Iowa State Cyclones that top teams walk in there and they just get beat for whatever reason. Number The seven right Wildcats of Kansas State, double overtime, 96 to 93 L to the Iowa State Cyclones. Something about Ains Iowa, men and women. Throw football in there too. Something about going to Ains Iowa that you don't come out victorious as much. I don't know what's up with that place. Football, women's basketball, women's basketball. It don't even matter. Going to Ains Iowa is just a place you don't want to go to. That's what it seems like on the end of sports world. It's just like a place you don't want to go to. Because you get beat for whatever reason. You just get beat. Man, and I want you to take a listen some sticks, see what happened. What do you know? Check this out. Okay. Kansas, Kansas State shot better from the field. They shot 43 and a half percent from, from the field to Iowa State's 42. Iowa State shot better from three-point lanes, but they only shot, they only made one more three-pointer than Kansas. The free throws. Both teams shot. 85% or more from the free throw line. Here's the thing, though. Kansas State was 17 for 20 from the field. Iowa State was 31 for 36. 
Iowa State made 14 more free throws. That's 14 more points. Iowa State had a lead of 13 at one point in time, and they beat them by three. Even though the free throws were on point for Kansas State, Iowa State got to the line even more. So when you're plus 14 at home, that's a good way of putting off an upset, which Iowa State did. Plus 14 at the line. Plus 14 at the trade chart. You can't ask for much more than that. I can't even blame Kansas State for missing free throws. Don't only miss three. You just, you foul a whole lot more than you should have. You, you had 27 fouls called on you to Iowa's 20. That's plus seven on the foul department. Seven plus four, seven times two is 14. That's how they got plus 14 free throws. You, you, you got them in the paint 40 to 34. They got rebounded you by eight, 47 to 39, but it's the free throws. The free throws got you. The free throws got you upset. Ain't the usual way that you get upset because usually when you get upset, you're missing free throws. You're not shooting a good percentage. Kansas State shot good. They shot 85%. What more, what more do you want from them? But you put them at the line more, which is 14, 16 times more, and they made 14 of them. There go your ball game. Right there. That's your ball game. All right. So another break. And then when we come back, back to the NBA, because we get we got we're going in all-star weekend. All right. So we'll be back. Welcome to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. The only professional wrestling podcast in the world where pro wrestling is discussed passionately, with confidence, with great knowledge, and most of all, in the most sophisticated way. So brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because chaos is about to be unleashed. Thing with Tony Khan now being in talks to WWE, I'm going to be honest with you. I spoke to this with Ricky Litwinkowicz, aka the Master of Mayhem, and he honestly believes that me talking about Tony Khan buying WWE is basically I'm kind of wasting my time because Ricky believes it's never going to happen. Okay. Now, I now don't get me wrong, Ricky. I respect his. I respect what he says. He's he could very well be correct. But I got to be honest with you, the fact that Khan is interested in supposedly buying WWE, I mean, to me, that's definitely worth talking about. Now, <laughs> now, I should mention this. Shout out to Ricky, by the way. And I got to mention this, that even Jim Cornette already had something to say. And he said, and I quote, ridiculous to think that could happen, unquote. <laughs> a wrestling fan that's been super supportive of Brody Lee as a wrestler. And everything that WWE could have done with him, and you know everything that he could have shown and you know offered for the wrestling business, you know for me, I just, I wasn't just a fan of Brody Lee himself, like in character. I strongly respected him, you know, as a human being. Like I had a lot of respect for Jonathan Huber. You know, that's Mr. Brody Lee's real name. So basically, I had a lot of respect for Brody Lee, Luke Harper, and of course Mr. Jonathan Huber. Particular episode was about world-class championship wrestling and the episode title is you know WCCW wrestling's Lone Star legacy 
And because I am the Bear of Texas, and I do hail from the Dallas-Fort Worth area of the state of Texas, world-class championship wrestling was basically my territory as far as being a wrestling fan goes. Ladies and gentlemen, Ringside Chaos is available on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. The Playmakers Bar is proudly sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, the number one shop where sports fans across the world love to get their sports gear and fan them all. A wide selection of gears from every league, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, the NCAA, and of course, the WWE. But it is football, basketball, baseball, hockey, even soccer, golf, no matter what sport it is, there is sports appeal for every fan of every sport. Fanatics, with sports fan shop and a fishing license, everything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shooting the Night South. As we continue to roll on through here to talk all things basketball right now, we got the college. Let's go to the NBA, man, because um, we are... Uh, after today, we're beginning our start break. So it's 11 game Friday. The whole fun showcase on the Saturday. Then the All-Star game itself is Sunday. By the way, for those of you who don't know, the All-Star game on Sunday is East versus West. We're going back to East versus West. Keep that in mind, all right? So when you're trying to watch the game, you're trying to figure out who's on what. East, all the Eastern players on one team, all the Western players are on another team. We're back to East versus West. Still the same rules and whatnot. They both playing for charities. And then the final quarter, they're going to add 24 whips to high score. And then that's how the game's going to end. But let's get to some action from uh, yesterday. Because yesterday was quite fun, to say the least. Something to know about the games here. Heat over the set series. Matches over the Knicks. Celtics. Just, yeah, I'm going to get to that one. Kings over the, the champion Nuggets and the Clippers over the Watias. Okay, let's begin with the Miami Heat going to Philly and taking down the Philadelphia 76ers. All right, 109-104. Even though uh, Philly does not have to roll in D, Terry's match was there, newly traded Buddy Hill there and whatnot. They're still trying to find their weather. They just went the another, as you can see here. Duncan Robinson, 20 points. One of three Heat players with 20 because Bam Adebayo had 23 and 14. Tyler Hero with 23, 7 and 7. Great way to uh, get them a win to get to 30 and 25 on a year going into the break. Philly 32 and 22 going into the break. You know, the both teams shot pretty decent from the field. Both teams shot 47.7% from the field. Uh, the Heat. Added one more three-pointer made than, than the 76ers. Both teams shot pretty decently from the free throw line, even though 75% from the Sixers is kind of ugly at home to the Heat's 93% from the charity strike. If you don't like that, uh, the Heat won the rebounding battle. You know, so good things happened. It was a good test of game. He came out on top. It's all good, but the 76ers, they're just waiting to get Joel and be back healthy. They're going to take some time. Hopefully, he get healthy. And then, can the Sixers stay within the top four in the East when Joel comes back? That is the main question. But they get a break here. 
and then see what happens after this break. All right. That's game one. Game two down in good old Orlando. The second of a back-to-back home game for the Orlando match. They lost the first one to the Oklahoma City Thunder. There's no shame in that, but it was Shaquille O'Neal. Nice. So congratulations to the big diesel. Shaquille O'Neal getting his Orlando Magic 32 number retired by the old franchise there. Justin. So we took an L to Shea Guzazana and the Oklahoma City Thunder came back last night and put one on the New York Knicks. Sorry to my brother, Wise and Healthy, that your Knicks took an L. But nevertheless, you know, they don't have Julius Randle. Uh, Jalen Brunson did play. He had 33. Josh Hart had struggled with only four points. He, they traded away Obi Toppin, you know. Uh, OG Ananobi is not on here, so he didn't play. So they were missing some guys, you know, to say the least. But, hey, Paolo Campero came back, dropped 36 with 75. Uh, Fons Ratner came back, dropped 21 and 6 after he struggled against OKC. Good to see the the main cast of, uh, of our young Orlando Magic team stepping up in this game for the All-Star break. Paula Banker is an all-star. Uh, I think it's our first all-star since I want to say was Nubia Vujovic was an all-star for us. I want to say yes. It is him or the White House was our last Orlando major all-star that we had. But good bounce back win. Got us to 30 and 25. Good job, Orlando. Putting dropping in dropping the Knicks to 33 and 22 going into the break. So good job, Orlando. Good job. Shoot the percentage. You see the difference. 63% for Orlando, 41% for uh, the Knicks, 46% from three, 37 or 38% for the Knicks on that. You see the difference. Uh, points in the paint, plus 20. 60 to 40, plus 20 by the matches in the paint. Let's take over the paint. And that mostly, I would give that mostly to uh, Pablo Bencaro. Nevertheless, good win for my matches. Good, 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 good win. And then the disrespect happened. Um, TV Garden saw an assault. They saw domestic violence. Um, they saw a liberation. The TD Garden saw an annihilation. I'm saying that again. TD Garden saw an assault. TD Garden saw an abuse. TD Garden saw domestic violence. TD Garden saw an annihilation. These dudes got beat by 50. 50. Man. Boston looked at Brooklyn and said, oh, it's, it's lunch, dinner, and dessert all at one time. And then the halftime score should have told you what you needed to know. It was 32 to 68 at the halftime. They beat these boys so bad, I couldn't believe it. I thought I was, I thought I was tripping. I said, "Hold on, something wrong with my ESPN app." No, Boston legit beat these boys by fifty. We saw a college game when two, when two highly ranked teams and one ranked team beat the other one by forty. We go to the NBA and we got Boston beating people by fifty. Ain't the NBA just the National Basketball Association like the best players across the entire world play in this league? And you tell me one team can beat another team by 50? Bro, this, this 
much Miami beating Denver by set putting up 70 on the Broncos, bro. You beat these boys by 50. What the hell? What the, what? Bruh. Bruh. These dudes, so the entire half for the Brooklyn Nets was 32 points. Dude, Boston scored more than 32 points in the second quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. <laughs> the only quarter they scored 32 is the first quarter when they just scored 30. <laughs> and I don't think the Brooklyn Nets can do in one half and score 30. It's score 32. Good. Man, what a, what statistics is that? I need statistics. Did I get statistics for this? Bruh. Miles Bridge is 10 points. Good gracious. In 26 minutes. Dwayne Finney Smith, four points. Claston, six points. Dennis Struder, four points. Cam Thomas, five points. Cam Johnson, four points. <laughs> Only two people on the net scored in double figures. And that's Miles Bridges. And Watford. The only two scored in double figures. You go to the Boston Celtics side. Jason Tatum, 27 and 9. Sam Hauser, 14. Christoph Pozikas, 15. Derek Wright, 27. Brisket, 11. Pritchard off the bench with 28. They didn't even have Jalen Brown. They didn't even have Jalen Brown. One of the all stars didn't even play, and they still beat you by 50. Shoot, I need to. I think I need to. I think I need to recreate that movie of uh, stumping a mobile and working the drug. I did it for Texas AM in Tennessee. I need to put that with Boston over Brooklyn. Good, 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 good Lord. No, what? No, I know the part. This is. I don't remember what year. I want to say 2016, 2017, SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. Now, I shouldn't say Brock Lesnar's name because of what he's involved in, apparently. But you had to be in that. You um, you just had to be in that arena at TD Garden that was like, bro, they legit miss beating your break. You know the outcome already. It's like, bro, when is, when is this going to end? Like, when is this going to end? This they, they just... One suplex, two suplex, three suplex. Dude, suplex C was built off John Cena. That's pretty much what Boston did to Brooklyn. They, they just suplexed these boys like 30 times. And you just got to be there like, is this is this match even over yet? Good, good gracious. They, man, 50? 50. Damn. I don't even care what the numbers say. These, they beat them by 50, though. And they had a largest lead of 56. 56. What's their largest lead? There's nothing Brooklyn can do. They got out-rebounded by 20. They just got the doors blown off to them. Next game. Next game. Woo! All right, the defending champ, they took one on the chin at home against the Sacramento Kings, 102 to 98. DeMontis Abonis, 22 points, 13 boys, 7 assists. Harrison Barnes with 20. De'Aaron Fox with 38 and 8 to lead the way. 
Uh, Aaron Gordon had 25 and 15. Wasn't Michael Porter Jr. 19. Luka Jokic, he struggled 16 for 17 from the field with only 15 points. Oh, he missed all his three-pointers. They didn't have Jamal Murray. Reggie Johnson stepped in, gave you 12, 5, and 9. Just a bad, bad look, man. Just a bad look for the Denver. Interesting thing here that I found on Facebook when it comes to much as a bonus for the Sacramento Kings says it. In 53 games thus far this season for the Sacramento Kings, the Montezuma Bonus has had 49 double-doubles and 18 triple-doubles. Jeez. This man is a walking double-double machine this year for the Sacramento Kings, which is going to be needed because the Kings not in a very good spot for us playoff season score. Not in a very good spot. But I'll show you the standards later. But not against the spot, but you do have a walking double double machine at DeMontis Sabonis, okay? That dude there is doing his thing. Shout out to the Kings getting a big world win over the champs and the champs building. Good world win. All right. You know, Nuggets shot less than 40% at home, less than 40% on three. They're just an off night for, for the champs. And they had a lead of 16. And they blew a 16 point lead at that. So, despite you were terrible, you had a 16-point lead and you blew it. Got to give the Kings credit. They never quit. They never quit. Speaking of not quitting, the Los Angeles Clippers. Man, I watched that game. I could. I was I was at the point like, man, Golden State's going to win this game. There's no way you're coming back. Man, this is Chase Center, even though it's not Oracle. It's the Chase Center. Go and stay at home. They do what they need to do. They do what they got to do at home to win games. And then look at that fourth quarter. Look at that fourth quarter. 44 points dropped in the fourth quarter by the Los Angeles Clippers. And it started with Paul George. And then Norman Powell took it the rest of the way. Man. Even though Paul George fouled. Paul George, stop fouling out, man. Stop getting in foul trouble. Please, man. You didn't have Kawhi Leonard. He out. No, you know, Kawhi Leonard going to play in the All-Star game Sunday. Probably shouldn't, but stop getting the foul trouble. You need you on the court to finish the game. Make it for you with Norman Powell picked up where you left off at. But 44 points in the fourth quarter, man. Dude, these dudes were down a lot. These dudes were down 16 at one point, just like the Nuggets had the Kings down 16. Golden State had them down the same amount, and they came back in the fourth quarter and took it. Paul George, 24 points. Uh, whereas uh, Norman Powell, 21 points. Westbrook gave you 15. Coffee, filling in for Kawhi Leonard, gave you 14. You know, you got 26 from Harden, 13 and 10 from Zubas. Golden State was on one. Steph Curry dropped 41. Clay Thompson, 12. He struggled. Andrew Wiggins, 10. He struggled. Kaminga, he struggled with 13. The Green only gave you nine. He gave you 10 boys, though. Uh, Pozinski. Uh, Pazinski, well, how you say his name for Golden State, 25 points off the bench. He hit all five of his threes. The Warriors just struggled. Looney only gave you four. Gary Payton gave you two. Moody gave you six. Just a, uh, Golden State got some things to figure out. They, they have some things to figure out, but man, oh, man. What the Clippers did to come back to win that game, to drop 44 points in the fourth quarter, that – that was a very good sign to see if you're a Clippers fan. And according to Cole Johnson, the 10 Clippers fan that there are, he trying to make he trying to make me the 11 one. We'll see how that goes. 
Like, man, you got to be happy to see what you saw from the Clippers in the fourth quarter. They did not give up. They was down 16 at one point, and they never, ever gave up. They came back, and they handled business, and they won. To able to shoot 50% from the field on the road, that is good. That is always a good thing. You never stayed up, and you, you got them in the paint, 56 to 48. You won that battle. It's a good thing to see. Clippers got a big W, a big W. this down real quick because we got some things to talk about here. I'm not going to get too much. This is some like a little quick thing I want to do here because um, I'll listen to the, the Clippers and Warriors broadcast. Right? And Richard Jeff, I heard Richard Jefferson, who was on a call with the Fabulous Joe Comic, and he said this. Going into All-Star Weekend and coming out of All-Star Weekend is when you want to play your best basketball. So when he said that, there's a couple, two things popped in my head that's surrounding four teams. The first two teams we're going to talk about is concern or not concern. And when I say that, I'm talking about these two teams. Concern or not concern. Here's why. Because going into the All-Star break, the Denver Nuggets, the reigning defending champions, are on the three-game losing streak. They lost to the Kings twice and the Bucks Sims in between them. In two of those games, they did not score 100 points. As you can see here, when they went to Sacramento, they lost 135 to 106, a beatdown. When they went to Milwaukee to face the Milwaukee Bucks, they lost to 112 to 95, another beatdown. And then we just talked about it a few moments ago, 102 to 98 at home to the Kings. Should we be concerned about the reigning defending NBA champions? Chill. It's the question. Should we be concerned? Mm, nah. I think they'll get it together. Jamal Murray comes back. He'll handle his business the way he does. We got that added uh, 20 point, uh, 20 odd some points per game added to that team. You know, but hey. So, fair question to ask at this point in time because you're going to an all-star game losing three straight. You're losing three straight, but if I'm, but I believe Denver can't get that stuff together because let us just see. Let me look at their next five games coming out of All Star. Let's want to see coming out of All Star. Let's take next five games, okay? So their next five games coming out of All Star break will be against the Washington Wizard. They should win that game. At Portland, they should win that game. That's two wins right there coming out the gate. And then you go to Golden State on the twenty fifth. That game will be on ESPN, and that game is at seven o'clock. Seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That is interesting. You see, and then after Golden State, which is Game Three, you got the Kings coming back to your city to face off again. Who just beat you in your building last night? And then you have the Finals rematch with the Miami Heat. So if you can, of course, I got you beating the Washington and Portland. So if you can win, you know two. Now, the next three games, two of the games between Golden State, Sacramento, and Miami, we're in good spirits. We got nothing to worry about before you get to, before you start beginning March, and you got to go to LA to face the Lakers. Phoenix coming to town, Boston coming to town. You got some games coming up. So it's going to be interesting to see how Denver gets their stuff back together after the All Star break. I'm pretty sure Jamal Murray will be back to get this, get this shit back on the right track. But 
That's an interesting thought right now. Concerned or concerned about the defending champs? I'm not concerned, but it's an interesting thing I want to do. Are we concerned or not concerned when it comes to the New York Knickerbockers? Dealing with injuries left and right. You on a four-game blue streak. You lost to the Mavs. You lost to the Pacers. You lost to the Rockets, and you lost to the Magics. Going in, going into All-Star break. Man, that is terrible. That sucks right now. Uh, you're 17 in points per game. You're third in the points per game. So you defense travels. So you should be able to get some. Your fourth and rebound, which should help you as well. Assist. You don't. You're not very good at sharing the ball. You're only 29th. It's only 30 teams in the league. Yeah, 29 at sharing the ball. That's not good. So, yeah, you lost four in a row. Two of which at home, two of which on the road. Uh, the Mavs, we respect. The Pacers, we respect. Houston, we trying to figure out. Orlando, we trying to figure out, even though it's my team. So, you ain't lose to no big-time team. You ain't lose to the Boston Celtics of the world, the Denver Nuggets of the world. The Clippers, the Timberwolves of the world. You lost two teams that's probably in the same tier as you, which is can go either way. It can go either way. We're being honest here. So once we come out of All Star break, you got Philly. And is that Philly? And you come home to Boston. That's two tough games right there. You get a reprieve with Detroit. Okay. We going to see what type of New Orleans team walks into Madison Square Garden with Zion Williamson coming in there. And then Steph Curry makes his way to Madison Square Garden. That's the 29th to end the month. And then you go to Cleveland and you got Trey Home coming in before the Magic come back in there for another year. Before you have back-to-back games with the 76ers. If the Knicks can come back healthy... There won't be no concern. But if the kids, if the Knicks continue to struggle with injuries and health issues, it could be very concerning about the Knicks. And especially where they sit in the East right now, they want to keep that little spot that they got in the East right now. But it depends on how healthy they are. It depends on can they stay healthy. So that's the main thing here, okay? Little hiccups down the road, you know. We don't know yet, all right? So that's that, okay? I'm not concerned about the defending champ, the Denver Nuggets. They're going to get it together, and they're going to do what they need to do. I, I feel like the Nuggets will cruise through the first half of the season anyway, if I'm being very honest. I just feel like, and think, hey, we lose, we lose, okay? We're going to have a business. But once the second half starts and once we get into March, that's when the Nuggets going to be like, all right, it's time to ramp it up, time to get back to what we've been doing, the reason why we're the defending champions. So, Knicks, on the other hand, it's 50-50. Depends on the health of that team. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. They got people missing games left and right. From where they at right now, I think they're in the fourth spot right now. They could easily be dropped lottery to eighth, ninth, tenth, maybe eleventh in no time. Because I think the East is pretty tight right now, if I'm not mistaken. So that's that. That's concern or not concern. Now let's go to another thing. Got two teams that's on winning streets. Six-game winning streets. Going into all-star break. Are they for real? Are they just streaking right now? And we talking the Boston Celtics and the Dallas Mavericks. Of course we're going to say they for real if you're the Boston Celtics. I mean, good crazy, but they want you straight. Beat the brace off the Grizzlies. You know, you, you, you handle business with the Hawks. You get past the Washington. 
You beat Miami in Miami. You beat Brooklyn in Brooklyn. And we just talked about y'all smashing Brooklyn Nets in TD Guard by 50. Of course, these boys are for real. What do you want me to say? It's Austin, baby. Um, man, Boston should be in the Eastern Conference Finals, if not the Finals. Anything less than the Eastern Conference Finals for me, Boston, you're 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 you're, you're a disgrace to be called the Celtics. Okay, nothing short. The best team in the NBA is the Boston Celtics. They have the best record. Matter of fact, they're the only team in the league right now who has won 40 games. They are 43 and 12. Fifth in points per game. First in rebounding. Fifth in opponent points per game. 18th in assists per game. But they are top five in three of the major categories. Points, points per game, points per game, and rebounding. They defend, they score, and they rebound. If y'all don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, in the finals, we have a problem. We have a problem. Because how many more are we going to say about Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and this cast of characters that they have? And you can't make and you can't get the job done. Get the job done, Boston. We know you for real. Get it done. Now you on the six game on the street. Now you on to the break. Coming out of the break, you go to Chicago. That should be a dub for you. Then you go to Madison Square going to face off with the Knicks on the 24th. Then you have Philly come walking into town on the 27th. Then to begin March, you have the Dallas Mavericks coming in, and you have Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors coming in. Before you go to Cleveland, then Denver, and then Phoenix. Oh, they for real. I have no problem. Boston, Boston can keep this going. Boston is that type of team that you know they coming. They want too close to deal. They've been knocking on the door for quite some time. They just haven't been able to kick it down yet. This is a good season for y'all to kick it down and get to the NBA Finals and host the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Depends on who you face in the West, because most likely a lot of people say in Denver and Boston. Should be a fun matchup to see if that happens. But Boston, at least you need to make the Eastern Conference Finals. If you anything less of the East Conference Finals, oh, we have a major, and I do mean major problem. If you don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, now the other team on here is the Dallas Mavericks, who is also on a six-game winning streak. They went to Philly and beat the 76ers. They went to Brooklyn and beat the Knicks. They went to New York and beat the New York Knicks. They beat the OKC Thunder. They dropped one forty-six on the OKC Thunder, which is very impressive because OKC can score and them boys can ball. You beat the Wizards and you beat the Spurs last night. Six-game winning streak. Are they for real or are they streaking? Hmm. I want to say streaking right now. You're seven in you're seven in the league in points first per game, but you're 19th in opponent first per game, which means even though you score, your opponent's gonna score with you. You're 23rd in rebounding, which means you're not very good at rebounding, and you're 22nd in assists per game, which you're not good at sharing the ball. It's kind of not surprising when you got Luka Doncic and you got Kyrie Irving on your team, but nevertheless, both of them stars are boss office people, and them two can combine for 80 points by the damn stuff if they really want to. If we've been completely honest here. Now, we just saw you win your six games. We went through them. So, but coming out of All-Star break, you got Kevin Durant and Phoenix Suns in Dallas. You go to Indiana, which you're already in Indiana right now, but you're going to Indiana to face the Pacers. You go to Cleveland. You go to Toronto. And then to begin March, you go to Boston. You got Philly in Dallas. You got Indiana in Dallas. 
You got Miami and Dallas. I can see some losses coming up for the Dallas Mavericks. So, you know, I'm going to think of they stricken. I don't see Dallas playing a major role in the rest of the conference. I really don't. I like the way Minnesota looks. I like the way the Clippers looks. They just heard me. I got faith in the Devil They're going to get it together. I ain't worrying about them. Okay. Like I said earlier, we're going to hold on to what AD said about the Lakers' identity. We're going to see if that proves to be vital or whatnot. OKC looks for real, even though you just beat OKC. But I like in the seven-game series, I'll probably go with OKC in that one. Sacramento, if they can find themselves together and get right at Sacramento, then I got about five to four teams I can look above Dallas before I consider them a major threat. And I worst the comments, and I don't. So I just think they're streaking right now. They find ways to win games, and they got the two boss opposite attraction of Luka Dantas and Kyrie Irving right now. But when it comes down to it, they streaking right now. They'll come back down to earth a bit. They won't be a major player. In the Western Conference, I don't think so. Would they make the playoffs? Yes, they'll make the playoffs. But would they play a pivotal role? I don't think so. Depends on how what happens with other teams and health and all that other stuff, which we know applies. But everybody healthy in the West, Dallas is not a major threat in the West. Okay, that's just me. That's just me. Okay, that's all I want to do. Just want to get that out there. I just want, I just want to get you out there, let you know. Okay, so let's recap real quick. I'm not wholly concerned about the Denver Nuggets. They were already finished the championship. They'll get it together. Knicks is 50 50. Depends on how they roster is up and down right now, especially with injuries. Boston, they for real, they coming. We all know they coming. But they're the favorites to come out of the East. Can they can they finish the job is the question. And then Dallas, they streaking, okay? They won six in a row. They streaking at their hot time. They getting they feeling good about themselves. But when they come out of all-star break, they probably they're gonna take a couple of losses out of the game, okay? Uh, I can see right now, I can see Kevin Durant and Phoenix beating them out the gate, you know, and even though that game is in Dallas, I can see that they're gonna take an L to Boston. Depends on if everybody plays for Boston, they take an L to Boston, they're not beating Boston. They could lose to Miami, Miami's good, okay. I already gave them three losses out, out the gate already within the first 10 games. That's three losses already. So they streaking, that's all I gotta say. They streaking, they streaking, that's all it is now. Uh, Let's look at the standings real quick. Here we go. In the East, as you know, the only team to have 40 wins right now, it is the Boston Celtics at 43 and 12. Right behind us, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 36-17, followed by the Milwaukee Bucks. And then New York is running out the top four. You have 76ers at five, Pacers at six. The both Florida teams, the Heat and Magic at seven and eight. And then the uh, Bulls and Hawks winding up the top 10 as of right now. On the west side, the Minnesota Timberwolves are leading the west side at 38-16, followed by the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Los Angeles Clippers, Denver Nuggets, Phoenix Suns, and number six is the New Orleans Pelicans. In the play-in spot, we got the Dallas Mavericks 7, Sacramento Kings 8, Lakers 9, and the Golden State Warriors 10. Okay. Those are your standings going into All-Star Weekend. But we do have we do have some games coming up this week, which I'll get into after our final break of the, of the day. After this break, some games to look at through all basketball lenses this weekend during All-Star Weekend to get you ready for the weekend. We'll be back.
the Playmakers blog is sponsored by Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment, so much, so much to stream from shows and movies you can only catch here on Paramount Plus, whether it be from CBS, BET, Comedy Central, Liquid Loading, and so much more. The new home of Showtime. Watch Showtime original series, movies, and sports when you sign up for Paramount Plus with Showtime. Catch exclusive originals from Paramount Plus such as Star Trek, Strange Wars, The Family Stallones, Halo, and so much more. You also can stream live sports like NFL on CBS, the UEFA Champions League, the Masters, and the SEC on CBS. Paramount Plus, you can stream up to three devices when you create an account. So Paramount Plus plan starts at $5.99. If you hit that link below, you can get a free trial. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC. Kylian Mbappe just all of a sudden finally understood his role, and I think he finally understood that everything Kylian Mbappe has accomplished already, you know, there is still a hell of a lot waiting for him in the future. Kylian Mbappe is only 24 years old. He has accomplished so much, and you know what? Kylian Mbappe has not even reached his prime. Finally seeing, you know, the Marcus Rashford we have been hoping for for such a long time, you know. But, you know, this game, you know, after after everything Manchester United has been, you know, doing lately, you know, th this was actually the ultimate test, you know, to see if Manchester United, you know, all, honestly was all of a sudden for real. I, I explain this. The United States, maybe they have to suffer this loss as a lesson to learn to prepare for the future. Because four years from now, the World Cup is in not one, not two, but three countries. The United States of America, Canada, and Mexico. Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we get ready to close our shop on shooting lights out for the day and for the weekend, I got some games for you to watch. The final night for the NBA before All-Star break, we got three games, one of which will be on broadcast television, the other two will be just shown. If you in local areas, watch your games and get ready for All-Star weekend. So the long game on broadcast television will be on TNT at 8.30 tonight. The Milwaukee Bulls are in the city of Memphis, Tennessee to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. I do believe the Bucks should be able to handle business. That's their ten to have favorite handle business on the road. Get this dub and uh, get your butt up to Indianapolis for All Star Weekend. That is at eight thirty on TNT. Nine PM. It is the makeup game from January seventeenth between the Golden State Warriors and the Utah Jazz. The reason why that happened is their assistant coach passed away at a private team dinner from a heart attack. Where, uh, if you notice, not the last game against the Clippers, but the game before that Steve Kerr and some coaches missed was because they went over across the country, I mean, not across the country, but out of the country to uh, be at the memorial service of that or assistant coach. His name escapes me at the moment, but uh, my thoughts and prayers are with that particular family as they are continuing to go through a difficult time as well. As a side note, my thoughts and prayers are also with the people in Kansas City um, unfortunately, one person has died from fader gunshot at the end of the Kansas City Chiefs 
uh, Super Bowl parade, which is quite senseless. But just want to get that out there real quick. That my thoughts and prayers are with Kansas City as well, as more as with the Golden State Warriors and the family of the deceased, the assistant coach who died very young from a heart attack at a private team there. So that game between the Warriors and Jazz is a makeup game because of that. That's why they're playing it tonight right here in U in uh, Salt Lake City on Utah. And then the final game at 10 p.m., we got the Timberwolves in Portland to take on the Trailblazers. Uh, depending on how the Trailblazers want to play, they should have no problems beating the Trailblazers tonight. She better to handle business, get the 39 and 16 on the season before handing the Indianapolis for the All-Star break and whatnot. So that's the NBA slate. That's all today. Last day of NBA games before the All-Star break, which is a week long, so we won't have no NBA games until next Thursday because you got celebrity game tomorrow, the showcase of talent Saturday, and then the All-Star game. But no actual NBA game until next Thursday, okay? So it's going to be a, after tonight's a week-long break for the NBA players to relax and get themselves together, come back ready to go next Thursday to rock and roll, second half of the season, rerun. That is on the NBA side. Men's college basketball, no. Women's college basketball because they got a good slate coming up tonight. We have a we have a top twenty matchup in the ACC. With number six, the NC State Lady Wolfpack taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. It's a good matchup between two teams. The Wolfpack coming off a big uh, big loss over their last game. Can they bounce back against against Notre Dame? And can Notre Dame continue the trend and make the ACC even more powerful than what it already is? That's that. Then tomorrow, we have a couple of games tomorrow. Pat 12, top 25 matchup, number eight, Colorado. Traveling to Salt Lake City to take on the 22nd ranked Utah Utes. And then number nine, the UCLA Lady Bruins, going to Corvallis to take on the 11 ranked Oregon State. Those two games should be mighty good to watch. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, the Colorado Utah games on the Pat 12 network. Yeah, we don't have a network for UCLA and Oregon State. And then on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, Sunday, ESPN, 2 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, to get you ready for All-Star Night, our top 20 matchup in the ACC. Virginia Tech Hoagies are in Louisville, Kentucky, to take on the Louisville Cardinals, okay? Georgia Amor, Elizabeth Caitlin coming off a big win over NC State. Can they continue it? And get another ranked big time whirlwind against 18 ranked Cardinals. And then on the Pac 12, they were at 3 p.m. 10th ranked, the USC Trojans, led by Juju Watson, are going to go about to take on 11 ranked Oregon State. Couple of big games in Corvallis on the ladies' side. You got number you got number nine walking in there on, on tomorrow. And then Sunday, number 10 walking in there, both LA schools in the span of three days. Boy, if Oregon can sweep the L.A. schools, look out. I'm just going to put y'all on the – if the Lady Beavers upset the L.A. schools in two out of three days, look out, Pac-12. Because look out. And by the way, I do believe Oregon State does have a couple of wins over eighth in Colorado. I think two of the four losses came at Oregon State. I think Oregon State, if I'm not mistaken, Oregon State has swept Colorado. So if I'm UCLA, I'm on the lookout tomorrow. If I'm Juju Watson, if I'm Juju Watkins and Lady Trojans, I'm be on my P's and Q's against Lady Beavers because they are not playing no games. So it's 
got some games away. Then for the men's side of college basketball, tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, uh, Saturday. I got three games for you on Saturday. 3 p.m. on Fox. Top five matchup in the Big East. The number one team in the land, the UConn Huskies, are at home. They are hosting. The Marquette Golden Eagles ranked fourth in the country. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Can Marquette bring down the mighty Huskies? The reigning defending champions. Can the Marquette go to Eagles and Shocker Smart do what they should do, what they couldn't do last year and take down the UConn Huskies? And then at 4 p.m. on ESPN, top 25 matchup in the Big 12 when number six Kansas trying to wipe that taste out their mouth when they got splat by the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Can they walk into Norman, Oklahoma and take down 25th right now? The Sooners, or will the Sooners send the Jayhawks to another tailspin and keep the Big 12 wide open as it is already? And then the nightcap, the site of college game day, Saturday night, 6 p.m. ESPN. We are in Auburn, Alabama, where the 13 ranked Auburn Tigers coming off a dismantling of 11 ranked South Carolina by 40. Hosting 22nd rank and in a tailspin of their own, John Calipari and the Kentucky Wildcats. Even though we're going in all star break, we still got some good things to look forward to. The NBA games tonight, and then the weekend, as you prepare for all star weekend, you got some college basketball games on the Lakers and the men's side of watch. So, with that being said, that will do it for me on today. I want y'all to enjoy your weekend. Enjoy all star weekend. We'll, we'll be back next week, most likely on Monday. Not officially yet, but most likely on Monday to recap everything and get us ready for the second half of the NBA season and continue to see where we're at in the college basketball world as we inch closer and closer and closer to the funness that will be March Madness. Until then, thank you. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. If not, click on our YouTube channel. Go there. Also, if you if you enjoy Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any podcast that you love, Find us on there, subscribe to us, follow us on there, and plus all social media platforms. You can get us at us. I am the Playmate signing up. I'll see y'all next week. Good. You've done great. But you can't stop here. You can't stop now. You got to keep going. Through all your trials and your tribulations, you got to keep pushing. Now, finish your camp. Yeah. Gotta get it out the mud, that's the only way to win Who am I to point the finger like I never ever seen Been through the ups and downs like the letter in They don't let you through the door, better kick that again Cause that's the only way to win That's the only way to go, gotta get it out the mud Gotta get it out the flow Cause that's the only way to go, let's go Thank you for tuning in today's episode If you want to follow the podcast you can follow it on all streaming platforms Including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher And a whole lot more this has been shooting the lights out. Masterpiece.